Someday somebody's gonna, <laughs> gonna make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Until then, baby, are you really gonna let them hold you down and make you cry? Don't you know, don't you know, things can change, things can go your way. If you hold on for one more day, if you hold on. Well, I just wanted to sing that. <laughs> As you can tell, my voice is pretty thrashed from tour dates. This is Haley Crusher Kane. Welcome to another episode of Crusher Talk. You know how sometimes a song just follows you around? I feel like One More Day, or I'm sorry, Hold On by Wilson Phillips has been following me into grocery stores and drug stores and who knows where. And I know I sound like crap, but that is because I have been singing my guts out um, on tour. And so I am back and I am in beautiful Detroit slash Hamtramck and Basically, I've been trying to sleep, rest, hydrate, and just get my life back on track. Um, Tour was really exhilarating, really exciting, really inspiring. Um, Also very tiring. (laughs) Very, very tiring. Um, What can I say about this tour? I mean, we, we met people where they were. I feel like from spring to winter, there's been quite a difference in the sense of like the vibe of people. Um, I think there's a sense of doom and gloom in the air with the oncoming winter in terms of COVID, in terms of inflation and the economy and this sense of like depression. I'm, I'm feeling it everywhere I go. There's definitely been less people willing to spend money and less people willing to go out into public space and get sweated on, which I absolutely understand. But I feel like every time I go on tour, I'm reminded and amazed again and again at how it really is a one-to-one experience with another person. You know, 100 people can go to a show and they can have 100 different experiences. In fact, it's guaranteed they're going to have 100 different experiences. And it's actually a very personal experience. I definitely heard stories on this tour. I feel like something about this album and just maybe coming out of the pandemic and trying to go back to the live music space, you know, you're going to come across different stories and different struggles people have gone through. And this time around, there was this amazing, awesome woman who came and actually videoed everything. It was in Columbus, actually. She talked about how she... That was her, it was her first concert since her breast cancer diagnosis. And she was talking about how coming to the, to a concert was like something that she had resistance around. Cause she was like, I don't know, like, should I go? Is it worth it? And she said she was so incredibly happy that she went. And, um, you really can't discount that feeling of vibration in your body. Like the reason our guitar player, our second guitar player, Kellen, who came along on this run, who's like. 20 years, he's 21 years old, but he's very wise, very wise guy. I was saying something, because I was talking about how, you know, live music might just kind of go away for these smaller to mid-tier bands, obviously for the big, big mega bands, like, I don't know, Wilson Phillips, I don't know. <laughs> That's never going to happen. But I was kind of saying, you know, I could see it kind of going away. I mean, it's the gas prices alone. It's like so hard out there. And he was saying, like, 
human beings have always wanted and craved that vibration in their bodies. And it's so silly because obviously I know that that's what a concert is. It's everyone in one room feeling the same vibration and experiencing it differently. But I hadn't, it just hit me in such a visceral way when he said that, like, it is about the vibration in your chest. You really feel it. You feel it. And, um, it's definitely not something that I will ever take for granted again. If you came out to some of these shows, thank you so much for coming. It was really cool to just, I don't know, this album, it took so long. It took so much out of us. It was such a lavish in some ways expenditure in terms of studio time, trading time between Los Angeles and San Luis Obispo, trying to get it done and and incorporating all these different layers of talents and scheduling and the mixing and the mastering and bringing on mass Giorgini for the master and all this stuff. It was like, it, we really created this house of cards that I was really hoping was going to not blow away in the wind. You know, that kind of feeling of like, is anyone going to give a shit? But, um, sharing that with you guys has shown me that absolutely you give a shit. So thank you so much. I've been really overwhelmed by some of the things that I've been hearing from people. Um, Some stuff is almost kind of too personal to share. It's like you get messages sometimes. I was talking with um, Zuzu Mansour, who is the lead singer of the Philadelphia rock band Soraya, who joined us on many of the tour dates in the Midwest. Um, She was saying, you know, because she said, you know, those messages you get from people about how maybe your music has helped them get through a tough time. She was like, she was like some of that stuff one message can get me through two years of a hard, you know, hard time in the career and the business. And it's kind of funny how, not funny, but just kind of worth noting how it is that human connection to those that you're singing to. You know, you're not trying to sing into a vacuum. I certainly am not. And with this album, I was showing more of my vulnerability. And I think the band was growing in in new ways. So it's been really cool to feel that reflected back and to hear some of your stories. So thank you so much for, for sending that and for making our release day really, really special. Um, oh my God. Uh, release day is such a crazy experience every time. It's just such an emotional roller coaster. But uh, after, you know, kind of everything kind of came out and it was all in the world, um, Reed and I went to um, – a delicious Polish meal. We went to, um, what is it called? I think it's just called Polish cafe. Am I crazy? Why am I not remembering this? This is a really old fashioned Polish restaurant in, um, Hamtramck. And we just kind of had like a quiet meal together. And it was kind of wild because we looked at each other and it was just like, we're in a different state (laughs) physically and a different state of mind. And look at all we've come, you know, all we've done together. Look at this life we've created. It was kind of a cool moment to just share with him. And, um, you know, he's really proud of what we've done too. So it's just exciting. Thank you guys for sharing this special time with us. It's been really cool. And, um, yeah, so my voice is a little messed up. I will admit that I did get a cold. Our drummer for this run, Brendan Golda, um, he was telling me emphatically that he had allergies and he was sneezing and I'm like, dude, you are sick. <laughs> By the way, he's an amazing drummer. I, I, Kellen and Brendan, we were joking. It was like our grandkids, you know, cause they're in their early twenties. 
Um, but Kellen and Brendan, our grand crushers, were so freaking talented. But anyways, he, he was – eventually we realized, okay, dude is sick. Brendan is sick. So we all got colds at various various junctures. It was not as bad as our last tour where there was, like, major sickness happening, sinus infections, gastro, gastro bugs – you know, worming their way through my intestines. It was not that bad. It was just like annoying. But um, I'm a pro at this. You know, I know that I think people come with this benefit of the doubt in their mind. They want to have the experience they want to have. And even if I feel like I'm not giving my all because I can't maybe hit that note or whatever, every show is so different. And I feel like I've really never met anyone that's like been like, oh, it wasn't how I expected or, or something, you know, it's just such a naive idea to think that anybody is noticing any of those things. As long as you're showing up authentically and giving your all in that moment, meaning this is what I can do now and not deplete myself. Here is as, here's as much as I can pour out of my cup to give to you without completely destroying myself, which I learned the hard way on the last tour. Um, People are very happy with that. I mean, I'm very happy with that when friends, family, neighbors give that of me. I'm never like, give me everything that you have. Um, There is this idea that artists should leave literally everything that they have on stage. And I just, I'm coming to realize that is such a fallacy. I don't really think real artists, not real artists, I don't think working artists do that because it's just not feasible. It's not Like you only have so much of yourself to give and that's why there's um, oftentimes a green room. You know, it's not to separate the artist from the fans or or the people that are there. It's to give some space so that there is like a boundary there. And, you know, with punk rock, the beauty of punk rock is there are few boundaries and you could be on stage one night and the person in the audience could be on the stage the other night there should not be like this big difference between the stage and the audience. You know, it's really about real life, you know, and and sharing a real moment. But at the same time, those boundaries are very important so that you don't feel like you're depleting yourself. And if you are an artist, I hope that you are hearing me loud and clear because, man, I've heard a lot of advice from different people. Um, When I was starting out with this band, we opened for LA Witch. I guess they were kind of on their rise to the top at the time. And one of the things that um, the drummer said to me, she was nice. She's got red hair. What's her name? I don't remember. Who cares? Um, She, I said, what's your advice for touring? And And at that point I hadn't toured too much. And she just looked at me and she said, bring vitamins. (laughs) And now I am that person that tells people that, um, Brendan, our drummer for this run, had never been on tour, very young, very talented. And I said, Brendan, bring a sleeping bag, bring a pillow, bring a water bottle. He did not bring a pillow. He did not bring a water bottle. So I provided that for him. And those small comforts paid off in dividends because when you get to a town, you're crashing on someone's couch and they don't have a pillow and you have your little comfy pillow that's yours and smells like you, there's something beautiful about that. And being self-contained enough to know that you have your water. You have, for me, it's like having a bandana for sweat (laughs) and having a pick, having my, you know, pedals tuned in right to where I need them to be. Although I don't really use many pedals, but um, having my guitar strings fresh, having, um, 
what, like a t- an extra change of clothes. Oftentimes, like I will just change into pajamas right after my set because I don't care. Um, having all those things ready to go, it just like sets you up for success. And I, it was kind of fun to bestow a little of this wisdom onto, onto them. Um, although I'm not like some road weary, like road dog, I've definitely been around the block a few times. And I feel like every time I go on tour, I learn something about myself. I learn something about the process. I learn something about how to do it better next time. And, um, yeah, getting good at touring is like its own animal. It has really not much to do with music at all. (laughs) You got to come knowing the songs, but it's like, man, there's just so much to it that has nothing to do with how good you can play guitar. I will say that. Um, so that was great. Thank you guys for coming out. We had like an album release party, which I was so apprehensive to do. You guys, I just, I have a way of creating a lot of anxiety and pressure around holidays and around anything that's celebratory that kind of like freaks me out. I get in my head about how it should be or how pathetic it would be if no one came or, whatever. I mean, I just really spiral when it comes to any holiday. Um, Reed likes to laugh at me and say that I cry on every holiday, which I do. (laughs) And that's okay. I've come to realize that's just part of who I am and doesn't really mean anything about me. It just means that I feel a lot. And um, so I was like, we're so new to town. We really invested most of our first chunk of being in Detroit into going to other people's shows and supporting the scene. That was by design. We were like, let's go out and meet people and support other bands. I don't think there's anything good that can come out of moving to a new city and being like, let's just play every venue and every town. Like, you got to like really sow your seeds and learn, you know, where are the good places and meet people and support what's there and see like where there might be needs and, and just kind of like be a support, you know, that's kind of what we were aiming to do. And that was really kind of a fun experience for us. Um, an enriching experience for us for sure. And so I was like, we haven't even played that much in Detroit. We're so new to town. We're basically like an out of town band, you know, how can we have a release party? And you know what? I came to this just, I think just journaling and just thinking about it, just kind of rumbling with it in my brain. And I went, you know what? That's such bullshit. I should do it because I want to do it. And because every single person out there who has ever created anything and put it into the world deserves to celebrate and feel proud and be excited about it. In fact, then I guess, yeah, I think it was the night before our release show, which was at Smalls in Hamtramck, and it went great, by the way. Um, we went out to another show at Outer Limits, and <clears throat> it was the Antibodies playing, and they had they were having their release. And I was talking to the lead singer, whose name is Jenny, who's super cool. And she said, yeah, I was just, I don't know, I wasn't going to have a release party. You know, it's kind of weird being the center of attention and making it all about you. And I'm like, totally, I totally get that. Like, it does feel weird. I always feel weird on release day, like, or not release day, but like if I do something for it, I just feel weird about it. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? You should be so proud of what you've done and congratulations. And she looked at me and she said the same thing back. And I went, this is why we shouldn't discount our experiences. And it's really about celebrating yourself and It's really about giving yourself that validation. It has nothing to do with anyone else. So I went into that release show with this really good attitude of like, fuck yeah, 
Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, this is cool, you know? And it was a great night. It was a great night. We actually met um, the people who do Rocket Night Magazine, and we did this really fun photo shoot um, where I got to stand up on the bar with my guitar and just be a ham and... We got to do a lot of like fun, like jukebox posing, jumping shots. And I, you know, I love that. I did a nice interview with them. And then we played with Macho, who is a local band who's great. And they were super friendly. And I got to chat a little bit more with them and just get to know them better on a deeper level. And Idiot Kids played and they were amazing. Like I could not believe how good they were. They were so good. I was like shocked. Um... What else? Oh, Soraya was there from Philadelphia. They came for that and played and headlined. And I mean, the the crowd just loved them. I think they're perfect for that rock and roll classic. Like anyone who believes that rock is not dead will love that band. And like classic rock, basically. And I mean that in the kindest possible way. Like, like basically they do a Kiss cover, you know? <laughs> like it's kind of refreshing because it's one of those things we just don't get anymore. You know, like just pure rock. And seeing them, like, getting loved on was really cool. And, like, just there were, like, people dancing. My friend Marcy was there, and she was dancing. And there was this other girl, I think her name was Emily, who was just, like, oh, she was drunk. Let's just put it that way. She was out of it. Um, I shouldn't have said her name. <laughs> She's not going to listen to this. But she was, like, she had, like, a sash that she was kind of, like, putting on everyone, almost like a ribbon dancer. Like, she was touching everyone with her sash and, like, um, my friend Lisa came and she's just like a big music supporter. These are all new people I've met over the past few months, honestly. Like they all were just having a great time and just, it was so beautiful. It was such a good vibe and it felt great. And I felt excited. And, um, the, the amount of, of modern adult kicks records that we brought to the show, we did sell out of in that merch box, which I'm not saying is that many, but, um, you know, like the things we brought out were sold, they were shared. And I feel like that's always exciting. Um, seeing them kind of seeing the merch box dwindle in supply is always exciting. And having a new thing to share is so cool. Cause you know, I'm setting up this merch table for two years and I'm setting up the same merch and, you know, I got the same seven inches and the same, you know, vinyl that I've had for, you know, the other albums and like, Vintage Millennial and Cool Aim and like I see this new bright blue record on the table and I get to sell that and it's exciting. Um, all that stuff. It's very satisfying. So thank you for coming out if you came out to that. It was a very intimate and cool group of people that came out to that. Um, tour is not over exactly. We are going to hit the West Coast next month. It's also an opportunity to see friends and family that we miss so much and it'll be really cool to have Thanksgiving with family and see our friends in slow and just like hopefully go to the Elks Lodge and have a cocktail and like maybe maybe even take a dip in the pool or the hot tub rather. So yeah, it's uh it's been cool. So this is kind of my little update for you. Um I say this every time lately. I know it's been kind of a weird like up and down in terms of will she do a crusher talk? Will she not do one? Um but I'm getting back online in terms of what I'm able to do in my life as we're building the foundation of like this new reality. You know, it's, it's hard because you realize, God, I'm like, I don't have a doctor. I don't have a vet. I don't have my driver's license here yet. Like I've made a bunch of appointments this week to do all those things. So you know, the idea of doing a fun podcast for you guys is kind of on the bottom of the list when you realize, oh my goodness, I need to get a vet for my dogs or whatever, right? So 
we're still kind of getting our lives together and um yeah, it's just it's really nice to have this opportunity to get on and chat with you guys when I can. Um, if you have time and you haven't listened to the new record, please listen to it. I would love to know which songs are resonating with you. Um, and yeah, if you're on the West Coast, if you're in San Diego, or as Reed likes to say, San Diego, San Diego, stay classy, San Diego, San Diego, San Pedro, Pedro, <laughs> and downtown LA, we are doing some shows and it'll be fun. We're going to actually come together with our West Coast Crusher contingent, which is John Miller on guitar. Miss that guy. God, he's so good. Um, Sam Cole, Samuel Cole on drums. And we'll probably be driving out and taking the puppies with us. So if you do want to say hi to our tour manager, Peanut, now is a good time. Also, I know I'm like all over the place, but just wrapping this up last night in the middle of the night, I was like, okay. So after we hit I think it was like 4,500 followers on Facebook. I was like, I'm going to make a Facebook group. And we kind of soared past that. And I was like, shit, now I have to make a Facebook group because I told myself I would. And the only reason I'm doing it, you guys, is not because I like Facebook because I certainly do not. Nobody likes Facebook. Um, It's because from what I've heard and what the word on the street is, is that Facebook groups are a lot better than just Facebook pages in terms of like, I'm not going to have to buy ads to sell them to you for you to know what's happening. And also it creates like a fun community where maybe we can share some stuff that's a little bit bonkers or funny or like I was almost envisioning like fun tiki drink recipes and dog, small dog photos and like fun fashions like crusher fashions and like stuff that I might not put on my normal page because, you know, a lot of times bookers and talent buyers are just looking at that to see like, oh, are they... Do they play like live and what do they look like? And you know, that kind of thing. So I have created a stupid Facebook group. Oh my God. We'll see if it kind of goes anywhere. It's public. There's no password. It's called friends of the Crusherverse. Um, I think that's it for now. I just want to thank you guys. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate everybody listening to the record. Uh, when you stream it, it really helps us. And, uh, when you buy it, from Kitten Robot Records, as I know you guys have been. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you so much for your pre-orders. And um, I've been looking at the sales on Bandcamp and I'm like, damn, you're helping us recoup some costs. And let me tell you, <laughs> we've got quite a few costs that we've put into this one. So thank you so much for buying physical copies. Um, just thank you. Thank you. And um, I'm sorry I couldn't do a better version of uh, Hold On. My voice is, I kind of sound like a seal right now. So if you're in a bad mood, I do recommend watching that video for Hold On by Wilson Phillips, where they're all kind of tumbling around on the beach together. It's it's kind of amazing. Okay, guys, uh, good to chat with you, and I will talk with you next time. Have a very awesome week. Bye.